0: Today on the LA Food Podcast, I'm your host, Luca Servodio, and you know how it seems like everyone you follow on Instagram is in Italy? Well, I've got good news for you, dear listener. Today, you and I are going to Italy too, minus the 12 hour flight and the endless lines to see some mid statues of naked dead dudes. Joining us today on the pod are Francesca Pistorio and Francesco Luca Torto, the husband and wife team behind Cecchi's Gastronomia and Silver Lake. Cheesies is designed to recreate the authentic nonna experience. If you've got a nonna, an abuela, an oma, or any kind of grandmother, you know what I'm talking about. You stop by her house for a quick coffee, maybe a pastry, and before you can say mamma mia, you're leaving with a to-go container of lasagna, gnocola romana, supli, and whatever the heck else she felt like whipping up on that particular day. Well, guess what? That's also what happens every time I go to Cheshi's. And not only is the food at Cheshi's spectacular, the experience is too. It's cozy, familial, welcoming, and frankly, the closest approximation to a true Italian breakfast and lunch spot that you can find in Los Angeles. What about Francesco and Francesca, you ask? Well, they're an absolute treat. Their story of falling in love with food and with each other will leave you hankering for a rewatch of your favorite Italy-based rom-com. Under the Tuscan Sun would be my choice. What's yours? We talk about surfing, supli, the state of Italian food in L.A., and so much more. So without further ado, let's chow down. I hope you guys came to the podcast hungry today because we've got two special guests today. We've got the owners of Cheshi's Gastronomia in Silver Lake, which if you have not been to yet, what are you doing with your life? It's Francesco Luca Torto and Francesca Pistorio. How are you guys doing today?
1: Great. Very good. Thank you for having us on the show.
0: Oh, thank you for coming. This is the first time I think I've had two guests at once. So you guys are breaking an LA food podcast record.
1: <laughs> That's how we do it. We, we, coll- we collaborate in everything and, and all at once all the time. So it's just two at the price of one. Yeah. You, I mean, you guys are a couple, right? we, yep. we are. We are married in life. We are I'm married business. in business. We are also expecting a baby boy in October.
0: Oh my god, congratulations. That's going to be you. your your whole life is going to change. Is it the first one?
1: Yes. yes. First one after the restaurant like you say.
0: <laughs> so the second one, really? <laughs> yeah. one. You can just call him
1: Chiasso.
0: <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. So what are what are your LA stomping grounds, guys? Where do you guys hang out?
2: Most of the time in Silver Lake because having a business, I mean, we spend most of the time in Silver Lake. We live in Silver Lake as well, so Echo Park and Silver Lake. And we have a lot of friends in the west side, so whenever we can, whenever the business allow us, we go to uh, Venice and Malibu because Francesco serves whenever no he can. Way.
1: So we are definitely
2: ocean is a good
1: option <laughs> a good alternative. We are, we are definitely insider if you want you yeah. know a specific category and we like to define ourselves so because you after 10 years of la i understood that you can always go to the beach even at 6 p.m but there is no way you can go to downtown from venice at six <laughs> so i'd rather be in the east and be able to move across traffic Sure. The ocean is far and being both from Liguria, we were born on the sea. We are both from beach town. So it's, it's an element that it's super important in our lives, but you know, life is life, business is business. We live in a city that allows it, allow us to do both with a little bit of a drive. So, you know, our life and my 10 years experience always revolved, uh, never past Highland Avenue. So mm-hmm. that's where I always worked. East side of Island. So I'm definitely an east sider for 10 years. But yeah, we revolve around this neighborhood. We yeah. like Koreatown. We like downtown. Uh we go going out, you know, uh sometimes even in, in Glendale and in at Water Village. So, you know, definitely east side. But Silver Lake it's our home and it's been so for the last five years. So we love it. Yeah. Out that's why well- we decided to open business.
0: What's not to love? What's not and, and and did you did you guys grow up surfing in Liguria as well? Does that happen there?
1: Yeah, it does. It does. I actually learned how to surf in my hometown in Chiavari. There is a little beach break spot right in front of the of the river that gets some decent waves sometimes. And you know, it's we are all we we are kind of lucky <laughs> because Tuscany is <laughs> very close. They got good waves, and you know, we we'd have decent waves too. But you know, uh, California is California. Nothing compared to. The consistency and the frequency mm. that you have out here—you can surf yeah, every day.
0: Totally. Well, speaking of Liguri, I saw that from your Instagram, Chichi's Instagram, that you were both back in Italy recently. How was your trip?
2: It was terrible. Te- Italy's always <laughs> like. Well, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> we spent a lot of time with friends and family. My old sister, my sister, is pregnant too. So it was like a good time and a special time. Of course, we ate a lot anchovies, fried anchovies. Every day. I think I had everyday fried anchovies.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> Not that's okay. how you're supposed to do it. You should do that you know, here too. Why why only in Italy?
1: Yeah, know. quality they, check as well. You know, you got to do that. They don't commercialize much anchovies <laughs> no. over here. Even if there, there are plenty, but they fish it to do live baits for other mm. fish Interesting. I mean, they sell it, but, you know, it's very outside, and you really got to dig for it, because there are anchovies in the in, in California. Just they they're not commercialized as we do in Europe, like France and Greece and Italy,
2: Portugal as well.
1: Portugal, yeah. Right well, well, tin anchovies,
0: anchovies, the anchovies in the
1: tins are all the rage right now. Yep, it's a... I I don't know what happened in the last two years, but I you know as you've seen hundreds of super fancy little companies are popping left and right and uh, there is one way that we will, we love a lot uh, siesta.com or dot mm-hmm. yeah I had those we love advertising.
0: <laughs> I had them the other day I had a, a tin of their mackerel I, I, I saw I saw uh you know all of this tinned fish happening on instagram and i needed a snack and i was like why all of a sudden i'm craving tinned fish so i went down to the local store and picked up some siesta mackerel very good stuff
1: yeah i really like their squid not sure if you Mm, had them no baby squid they're like you know in oil and they're like boiled. they're incredibly delicious yeah yeah you know that that's a big trend and uh in every wine bar in LA, now you got a tin fish menu, basically, which is quite interesting to see.
0: It is. It is really interesting. Well, what I appreciated of your Instagram posts from Liguria and your time in Italy is that it feels like every summer these days, you see Instagram posts of Americans going to uh, Italy, and you see their restaurants, and they're eating and whatnot, and I always wonder, are those the actually good places, you know? because they're probably getting them from lists or like, you know, to tourist guides and whatnot. But when you posted food, I was like, okay, well, this is probably actually the good shit.
1: Yeah. We try to stay, you know, of course we are, we consider ourselves still locals when, whenever you go back to Italy, I feel you feel the same. Um, I got pretty burned. I'd say when I went with my friends in Rome. So we spent a weekend with my childhood friends in Rome and we hit, a couple of the really famous Iconic. spots. Of course mm. I'm not gonna mention anybody right now. Uh we had a couple of those really famous um kind of a experience spot if you want, especially one of them was. And it was quite disappointing, you know, seeing a uh really, really busy uh floor uh servers were running left and right, even too busy. You know, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the problem, I think. One point, one place becomes so popular that that's the, the only thing you can do. It's lower quality, increase quantity and make everybody set, uh, which is, you know, uh, arguable, sure. But on the other hand, I have had some local recommendation from people that live there that sent me to a couple of like a little underrated places that are not up in the lists and that's where I got the best, absolutely best Roman experience of my life, I'd say. This, this summer, it was, it was incredible. Like, I never had a carbonara that tasted that good with that level of, you know, technique applied. And it was so simple that I was shocked. While on the fancy one, like every, the, that one that everybody talks about, um, you know, it can be a little disappointing. Even because maybe you, you walk in there with a little bit of, you know, expectations rather yeah. than not. And that's also a factor that I always consider. But all around, uh, comparing, you know, the check price and the items that we mm-hmm. order, you know, someday you can fall into a tourist trap. Like, I
0: look, and... I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna make you say the name. But was it in Tistacho by any chance?
2: Yeah, it was.
0: Okay, yes, sir. Then, okay, then I think we know what you're talking about. But you didn't have to say it. But I completely hear you. In <laughs> fact, every time that folks go to Italy, I try to say, try to eat at someone's house, whether you have to like invite yourself over yeah. or make a friend or something like that. That's when you're going to get the really authentic meals. I think Yeah,
1: that's a very good actually hint. And what I say on the other hand, if I can add something, it's going to countryside, get lost, going into the smallest yeah. little village, find a trattoria wow. that cooks for their friends. Those Mm -hmm. people cook for the local. they cook for their families, they cook for the people that they love since their lifetime. So that's where you're having the best meal. Of course, you know, you go outside Parma, you go to Zibello and you eat in the center of Zibello and you get this, you know, $100 per kilo culatello on the table side. But that's the best, you know, (laughs) if you go to Rome.
2: uh, (laughs) I cannot have culatello for two months.
0: So that's cruel. So that's really cruel of you right now, Francesco.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I, I have to say that's one thing that I really not excel, just being supportive with my wife, uh dietary You shouldn't
2: have that, that, you know. Okay, Francesco, you shouldn't have to do that. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, Francesco, no. if you just wanna you should
0: uncork a nice bottle of wine right now just to, you know, really rub it in, you know. There you go. <laughs> Uh, well, look. I want to start chronologically, and it feels like a little bit of a silly question to ask Italian people, but I want to get into where your love of food came from. I know that it's it's kind of in the blood, but everybody can kind of uh, trace it back to somebody. So, Francesca, let's start with you. Where did your where did your love for food come from?
2: I would say that that was my mom. So, when I was very very young, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with food. I feel like I'm like my niece right now. She's two years and a half. And while um, her friends playing like a game, she look at the cake. That that was me (laughs) when I was a kid. So I'm like, I always loved um, food. But I feel like my mom, so she worked for um, all her life. But she always made a beautiful dish without nothing in the fridge. That's something that I learned from her. So she had a potato, some flour, and two tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to not survive, because that's not right, but how to eat well without nothing. That's what I really love, and that's, I feel like, where my um, love for food was born. I particularly love dessert, so making cake uh, little pastry because I'm it's kind of a meditation for me sometimes mm-hmm. spend six hours in the kitchen without no one with the music and just play with these little um, sweet uh, uh, pasticcini or cake so that I don't know it's it's a mix of my mom and what the food made me feel like Mm-hmm. So I think it's a mix-off, yeah. And
1: also your dad is a big foodie
2: that likes to Yeah, but to he doesn't cook. He, he doesn't, doesn't cook. cook. No. He,
1: he that's,
0: that sounds like an Italian man right there. My dad doesn't cook for shit either, but he has opinions about everything.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my mom on the other <laughs> That's my sister too, exactly. She never cooks. She's like, you know what? Can I, can I suggest can you, you something? something? Can I say something? I will, okay, next time you can make that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, yeah. You got some suggestions? Okay, here's the pan. Here's the pan. Here's the uh, the, the whisk. Let
1: you prove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Francesco, yeah. how about you? Where did you get started with your love for food?
1: So on the other end, it's 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 kind of a joke that I always make with my mom and my family in general. Did I become a cook for survival? <laughs> not that my mom would not fed me. Uh, let's say my mom was you know after i was uh, early in my teenage my parents divorced and she was a single mom with a career in a bank which is going really well and uh, she didn't have the time nor the passion nor the will to go over pasta al pesto tortino bietola and parmigiano like simple stuff delicious but simple my passion for food really came down after analyzing my childhood uh, with the ears uh, truly through my grandma, especially my, my grandma from my, my father's side. Uh, she lived in the Appennino Emiliano in Borgotaro, uh, Porcini and Parmigiano land, mm. in an incredible little valley, rich of products. Uh, it's the first uh, production Parmigiano production area outside of Liguria. So when you go over the mountains, you hit those little cities that where they started the Parmigiano production. So it's a very mineral, very bright, very yellow Parmigiano. It's a mountain Parmigiano from Rosse which is absolutely special. Long story short, I was left at least a month, a month and a half, every summer, you know, in this little village, you know, Italian parents, they work, they go on vacation, then they drop you off, they come pick you up. So (laughs) what what I did with an Italian grandma was literally waking up, having breakfast, going to the market, play for a couple of hours, then get ready for lunch. And then all over again, you know, and so I helped her stretching the pasta, I helped her making a little anolini, as she should call it, which is not Tortellini, yeah. but the round cappelletti or anolini stamped ones uh, filled with prosciutto cotto, mortadella, and stracotto di maiale. Um, so, yeah, that's I think really when, uh, whenever I was 16, that I decided to leave my my high school to go to a culinary high school, uh, hmm. Scuola well, That's where, you know, I disappointed the whole family. By, you know, <laughs> I knew that inside of me I had I had this will to cook, and that's what made me happy. I didn't know if if I was doing the right choice because I was 15 and a half, so who knew back then? But at the end, like my dad said, is like that's the best choice you've ever made. You know, you're now thirty five. You got a little bit of a career and a bunch of beautiful restaurants. You own a little shop, so um, definitely you know, the family is what played the biggest role. And then and then it's. It's the will to learn and to discover little specialties mm-hmm. of that really uh, got me intrigued because Italy is a beautiful place and, you know, it's we're so rich in recipes, more than ingredients, I'd say, because we sure have everything that you can imagine, but also we have the knowledge and we have, yeah. you know, tradition passed down by generation and generation. And what makes it beautiful to me, and then I conclude it's the diversity of it and it's yeah. you know whoever comes from a different region or even if within a different region within a different the same province you have little twists on you know things and different names maybe yeah so totally
0: it's, beautiful. it's really unique and something you said about your grandma really resonated with me is that it sounds like all you did together was almost plan the next meal
1: yeah you have a little nap she uh, she used to do the uncinetto, the little you know. She made like blankets and t- and you know curtains, all this stuff. Took a little nap and then when we woke up, hey, what are we having tonight? <laughs> and so let's start, or maybe we start later, or maybe we go buy something ready, or you know.
2: It's so and, Italian.
0: Yeah, so Italian, and also the thing you said about decision you made at fifteen. I don't think the decisions a lot of people make at fifteen end up as well as the one you did. I know the decisions I made at fifteen have nothing uh, to do with what I do today. In fact I mean, I'm still I making make- up for those mistakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And I appreciate that. I sure did some make some bad ones throughout, but this one honestly, I don't want to say that I nailed it, but you know, it really made me happy and it's still making me happy after uh fifteen years.
0: Yeah. Well let's talk about how you got from uh, Italy to L.A. Let's start with you, Francesca. I mean, I know, actually, Francesca, I think you got here first, is that right? Yes,
1: you got here first. I got here first. Yep. I got here in 2012, really 13, uh, right after Alma, the culinary school in Italy. Um, actually, during Alma, I met this guy, Radek Zarebinski, which is a great buddy of mine, uh, origin, Polak origins, from L.A., so he was living in Italy at the time, he was doing the culinary school. And I had previously spent some time in London. So I always had the will to go and to expand my horizons just for no particular reason, just, you know, I had a great situation at home. My family loved me, um, being maybe an only child, uh, because I grew up by myself, I had always this will to do and to go. And I didn't feel tied up so much to, to my roots um so while i was spending the summer working after the culinary school i was still in contact with my friend and he was working for providence restaurant at the time um that i heard used to be great never been never heard about michael cimarusti one once in my life but i looked online <laughs> and it looked fantastic it was in los angeles so i was like whoa california sounds fantastic so they said that there was a stage opening position available so Hop on a plane, spend a summer in LA, uh, stage for three months at Providence, and at the end of the three months, I was lucky enough and good enough, I think, to be offered a position. So they were the one that sponsored my first visa. They got me the papers, and you know they flew me over a second time to to grow with them. And that's how I landed to LA. Like uh, another quick decision that turned out to be now a third of my life. That, I, that I'm in this city and I, you know, I plan to be here a few, few years more at least. Wow. And L.A. is
0: so different from other cities, especially from cities in Italy, from London where you said you spent time. Yeah. What yeah. were your impressions of this place? Were you like immediately like, yes, I like it or did it take a little bit of time?
1: At, at first, I loved it. You know, hmm. when you get to a new place, you're excited and you're, you're willing to do things. And this lasted for, let's say, about 10 to 12 months. And then I did not understood a thing for a couple of years. <laughs> because I had an, an idea of how Los Angeles was, but then I didn't know where to go. I didn't know timing of moving. I didn't know where my friends were hanging out. I made friends once that lived in Long Beach. and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to hang out every weekend. Never saw them again once. <laughs> Different country different like you know so it took me a second I would say that I start really loving it and really understanding it because it takes time and if someone says after a year oh my god I leave I love you I love it here I will never go anywhere else I'll say you didn't spend enough time in here because you need to go through a big you know a big block of rock break into it and then that's where you start loving LA or for at least that's my personal experience uh, it took me a little bit it took me two years and a half to really settle in and understand where i wanted to be because that's Mm -hmm. the only way that i could survive in la just deciding the areas that i like the places that i love to eat at and then revolve around there because otherwise it's just you know it's too much that's so interesting
0: that is i mean that is the way to do los angeles it's figuring out the neighborhoods you said the places you like to eat at, which I don't know, is a consideration for everybody. But you know, for for someone from Italy, sure is. What were the what were the places that you were like? I want to live around there.
1: Well, you know, we all know that the food scene in the East Side has been in the last say seven, eight years really popping out. Like all the good restaurant revolve between downtown and Hollywood to me like starting from the Italians one that I even work for, like the officina brera and factory kitchen that, you know, uh, they serve amazing food. And then, um, you know, I remember I used to go to this pizzeria that I, I thought it was the best of the lake, which was the Zano pizzeria right here on, the, mm-hmm. on Santa Monica. So I revolved around the places that Wells, so, Oh, remember Maze right here in Silver Lake? Oh, San I San loved San that place. I'm so so sad sad it's gone. We're all so sad. We used to go there weekly. You know, we live on Michel Torrena on the other side of the hill. So we really like that vibe of like little scruffy, delicious places that used to be popping left and right in the neighborhood. So that's why I revolved around here. And I, for what I personally am, I am not one of the West Side crowd, let's say Beverly Hills, West Hollywood-ish. Like the bougie throw it out there kind of environment. It's not my jam and nothing wrong with it. It's just, I don't vibe with, with those kind of feelings. And I rather place myself where people look like me around me and, you know, everybody's happy and smiley. And I love how Silver Lake and the East side, it's like so artsy and you meet the best musician and you meet the best artist. And you don't even know who comes at church. Sometimes we have like celebrities that come there and our employees like, Oh my God, do you know who that is? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a
2: community over here. I feel like it's a yeah, like it's a a home. village, like a, a yeah. little town. It's not Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Totally. It's, and every every sweet. neighborhood is its own village. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, definitely.
0: Francesca, what brought you over to Los Angeles?
2: I actually came here so I was working at, as a producer in a TV commercial. So I was doing mm another i was in another industry i came here for uh, an experience in my job in, with my position in a little production company and unfortunately i <laughs> i met francesco <laughs> during that three months and during
0: the three months yeah like the first month it was so so you were only supposed to be here for 3 months and you met this yeah, dude. Yeah and How- then
2: I was I was like okay let's see. It was the summer basically. Uh, I left my job in Italy. It was like okay I need to go. I need to go. I was 26 27. Mm-hmm. 26 27 I don't remember. And it was like okay, that's that's a deadline. I can I cannot like do this when I'm 13. So I was like okay, let's go. And I met Francesco through a friend's of as one of my best friends that knew Francesco before and blah blah blah, so we met, we felt in love, and then I got a um, job proposal at that place.
1: Mm. So
2: I came back to Italy. I did all the visa and stuff, and I came back here after a little bit. It yeah, took a little six bit. Months. Six months, more or less. When you
1: gotta start a visa from scratch on yourself. It takes yeah, a
2: while. yeah. So I was. I was lucky because i was not alone coming here alone alone i was i had a friends of mine here when i came Mm -hmm. the three months so i was never alone i always had a guide somehow and then francesco when i came back he was my guide yeah (laughs) and it was it was okay the first year and a half uh, i didn't as probably francesco i didn't love i miss my family so much i miss my sister she's like the best part of me as i always said she lives in rome so it was very hard that part living so far away but it was my choice you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it was like i want this so uh i started building my space my dimension doing that meet friends and then pandemic hit I was working remotely for the production company and then I start this project with Francisco from home.
1: She produced and, the idea of and my okay, life. Okay, okay, let's let's
0: pause there yes. for a moment. Okay, let's, so, phone, so yes, that's
2: I'm going story. too far.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 you're perfect, but we got to I I want to understand exactly how this went down. So, it's 2019 uh, going into 2020. We're all yeah. happy-go-lucky. Everything is good. Uh, Francesco, I you're did, working uh, in rest. I quit my
1: job December 2019. I quit it. I quit you Angelini. It's it like, let's go. The world is out to conquer. Because you December- quit. So
0: you were at Angelini and you quit to start your own thing or what?
1: Yes, correct. I was doing these pasta pop-ups uh for the previous like couple of years yeah 2018 2019 at tabula rasa, tabula rasa mm-hmm. i was getting in touch with melody wine bar that we never got to quite work together but the interest was there and i was trying to make it by myself develop a brand didn't have quite a uh like a plan at all mm-hmm. you know i lost mm-hmm. a friend of mine i was like you know time is life over is life is one and, you know, I don't want to waste uh, my time doing what I don't love 100%. So I want to yeah. put myself down and try to make it happen. So she was working at then. I was uh, unemployed and then making it happen with my pop-ups and private parties for, you know, I had my weekly schedule. You know, I have Wednesday, a Tabula Raza, Friday, somewhere else. And then- it was good. It was great. It was I was up. The life. It was really was, nice. You know, yeah, building clientele and people were following along until March twenty, March, 18, no, March
2: eight. No, March eight, March eighteen.
1: Where was? Uh, I remember. I told. That... Where were you? Oh, I don't know where we we were. were at home. Where were we? In the other house, though.
2: We were. in the, Yes. No, we're no we were already. here. Yes, we were just moving We were. place. Yeah we moved in February. Yeah. But we got the news from Italy, so we were kind of yeah. ready. Here, people yeah. were not ready. And I remember my boss, she was lovely. I love her so much. But she she didn't know about, like, she was underestimating the thing, the situation. And I just asked her, I don't feel comfortable to come in an office without window, closed, five people, like one square feet. I'm sorry, I can work from home. I'm gonna be productive one hundred percent, but I don't feel. And my feb, our family was putting a little bit of pressure on us. Hey guys, it's a serious thing. People are dying. Be careful. Use a mask. So it was like we were sensibilized, kind of. Yeah.
1: You remember how people looked at us when we yeah. walked into Vons Are you with Italian? On our face, <laughs> nobody <laughs> cared. You know, we had bandanas because we were like, okay, our family is calling us. My friends are at the hospital. You know. Yeah. And they I were just stepping crazy. back, like, "Where are you from? Italy." <gasps> like we had freaking yeah. They were like on us. and then yeah. after a month, you know, you know what happened over here. So it was, it was funny that when you said was, your office, I remembered that she was working at WeWork in in Culver City, spaces. and you were at sh- the Spaces, sorry, and you were sharing a whole floor with TikTok. And I and I at the, at the time I remember asking I like, like "What is this TikTok?" Like I I never heard of it. <laughs> And two years <laughs> go by and
0: yeah. this uh, this small we... little startup, yeah.
1: My god. There were like crazy. twenty people in, in front of her phones. It was like what do, do, who are these nerds yeah. over here? Like what are they doing <laughs> in these offices? It That's was, hilarious.
2: It was March day. And I think here everything start closing up March tenth. Yeah, March something 10th. like that.
1: Yeah. So I was I do not say freaking Whoa. out, but a little bit because she had she was still employed, she was working from home. Remote, yeah. So she had a lot of time. I had too much time.
2: I so, it was it was. I remember Francesco. I was freaking out. He's not used to have thirty minutes. Now yeah. he's kind of enjoying. Of course, he's like learning how. He was outside in the patio looking at me. Like, what I gonna do now? I need. I need to do something. So he started building. <laughs> good thing. And it was like, Francesco, stop it. Enjoy. It. Just like, it's a pandemic, you know, it's and, something yeah. like new for everybody. No, 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 no. No, I need to start cooking. We start like doing thousand, hundred yeah, you know, of stuff. And I was I, like, okay,
1: stop it. You know, some people can work with a computer and run their own business. Some people can, you know, yeah, they like, their little <laughs> workshop. And I looked around, we looked around. I'm like, I cook. That's what I do. We have a little kitchen at home. Like it's already there investment is done <laughs> there is nothing to do yeah let's give it a shot like you know let's try to survive let's try to support the, the community the yeah community. It was more we were incredibly cheap at a time because we wanted to support yeah. so we wanted to cover the costs of what we did just make a little profit to go by of course but you know making money was not the main focus no um when we started we It was very playful. You know, we kind of saw maybe another couple of places popping up on Instagram doing the same thing. You know, Little Fish right here in Echo Park. They're Mm -hmm. still driving right now. Uh, The guys from um, Quarter Quarter Sheets Sheets. Pizza. Yeah. They opened shop last year down the street from us as well. So also in the neighborhood, we saw like, whoa, people are reacting to this. Like, look at them. Look at them. We are the same. We can do the same, but Italian version of it. So I think yeah. we kind of had the same, same ideas and it was, at the same time yeah. and organically with both, th- three of these businesses that are still around, So which makes me really, really happy yeah. and proud of, of the work that everybody is doing because
0: people oh, follow yeah.
1: everyone and forget, you know. Little Fish is popping left and right. He's doing yeah. collaboration with everybody. Uh, it's impossible city. to sit down a quarter sheet, especially if you go for a dinner that is a line of 30 people. And yeah. it's, it's remarkable that these three, two sorry, three couples, three young people, three millennials uh, made it happen in, in such a organic way. And so we decided to do what we knew. Uh, I missed focaccia a lot because I'm from we're both from Genoa, so we both missed this, and nobody was doing it at the time in L. A. And and there wasn't any gastronomia, any place that you can get a prepared food to reheat or cook at home by yourself.
0: And so okay. let me let me, let me me ask you about that because I think a lot of people don't know what a gastronomia is. They think, is it a deli? Is it a restaurant? You kind of alluded to it there, but how would you describe a gastronomia and what makes it unique?
1: So a gastronomia is, as we define ourselves, your Italian nonna in town. So the gastronomia, it's a place where yeah you can walk in and get home-style prepared food for takeout or to eat in place. And mm-hmm. we give it a little twist, adding, as you know, the espresso bar program and the breakfast program. So we mm-hmm. are a hybrid in between an Italian bar or a cafe, if you wanna Americanize it, <laughs> and a gastronomia. So a little in between a coffee shop and a restaurant, but a place where you can get a hearty meal or a quick snack, or you can mm-hmm. feed 20 people just getting a couple of bags of stuff that you cook at home. We made it super easy. Uh, We have cooking instructions online. We have little QR codes for people to scan and reheat their things at home. So yeah, I would say that it's a hybrid between a cafe and a restaurant that serves, you know, high quality, uh, well-prepared with a lot of knowledge, Italian recipes for takeout.
0: It's really well done, the concept, I think. I mean, we'll get there, but uh, just the – instructions you give something so small but the instructions you give with the qr code of how to heat up things it's so yeah. makes life so easy and you feel like you know you feel like you're a chef at home you know even though you're just like putting something in the oven for the right amount of time you <laughs> at least you know you're that doing it
1: right big, you know you yeah. um, like, used to say all the time like hey you you can you can even say that you made this like yeah, don't tell him it's from us
0: <laughs> next time, next time, I might say that. Um, but you're not there yet. We're not at Chichi's Gastronomia yet. We're still talking yeah. about Chichi's Oven, the pop up. So you start with the pop up, correct? You start at Chichi's Oven, the pop up during the pandemic. And yeah. how do you get the word out? How does it go? Like, you know, wh- did you ever think, what am I doing here? Or did it pretty much just take off?
2: It was pretty like spontaneous as a process. So we start very small, one recipe a day. Tuesday through Sunday, it was oh. gnocco alla romana on Tuesday. And then uh, now supplì alla romana al forno on Wednesday, carbonara pasta al forno, everything was in the oven. So the same pasta that we serve at Ceci, let's say the same style, so bake in the oven, just to make everything easy for people to
1: mm-hmm. bake
2: that at home and not like boil the pasta and then mix with the sauce. So it was, try to make life easier. During especially that time, yeah, and then focaccia and tiramisu every day. So it was like add-ons. Would you like focaccia? Would you like that? And he started like I don't want to say slow, but it's it was we got some attention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was
2: okay. It was like some
1: order. To give you an example of what you just talking, this that is our, was the one of our menu. first menu. So this is the weekly menu. Oh, cool. There. So a little Instagram account
2: it was like and that. On the
1: website. That's how we spread it. At first. and Ooh, then, Pasta fagioli yeah. we used to do. That's good.
2: Uh we got attention from Time Out, Stephanie mm-hmm. Brejo.
1: And she blew us up. Like literally, and, she made us yeah. fly that week. I remember yeah. that night. I was we were having sushi.
2: It was Sunday night. So and we were celebrating I'll, a good week. Yeah, it was a good week. And we usually send out the menu on Sunday afternoon and order were accepted until Sunday evening or sold out.
0: Yeah.
2: It was like a very short time just to have the whole week organized. And I remember we ordered sushi to celebrate it was like outside yeah, well, you know, in our porch, we, wine nice. Yeah, huh?
1: we, I don't know, maybe like I don't it was know, good. It was 50 good. 50 pastas all week and we're like, whoa, we made we sold you know, 50 meals this yeah. 60 meals. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, in a whole week. So all about like 10 a day, which is amazing. We were selling at $15 per two people. Plus, you know, another what? What was it? $10 focaccia. tiramisu and $10 focaccia. It's like a whole slab of focaccia. No, $20. bucks was I think. It was a whole tray yeah. of focaccia. So a lot of stuff. How are you making that
0: much focaccia in your home oven? You want to see it? Uh, oh, it's a big oven? Is that what we're talking about?
1: No, it's, it's the, your regular Frigidaire with four burners. And you made
0: all the focaccia right there? Yeah.
2: Mm, no, wow. I mean, yes and no until... Stephanie wrote the article. Yeah, until
1: we had to write it.
0: Okay. Place. And then you blew up and I, you're like, we're going to need a bigger it was oven.
2: Crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. I remember the sound of the email. Ding, ding, yeah, in did. my <laughs> computer. And it was organized all the order. So I started hearing this sound. I was like, Francesco, I'm not
1: ready. Oh my God, I'm scared. Francesco, how can yeah, we do that? Excited. It was crazy. Like, it was. sold out in the 40 minutes. We reached capacity. Yeah, of what that's we could it. Have done
0: for the whole week. Wow. That's, that's incredible, it. and it was so
1: 65 lasagna a day. Wow,
0: yeah, we had that's lines. nuts! It was,
1: it was beautiful.
0: Did uh, yeah. yeah? I mean, and getting a line during COVID—that means something too, because people were afraid to be next to other people. So must have been it was a fucking good lasagna. Instead. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Now it was it was. It I was mean, all spaced uh, apart like we created a traffic jam that Sun that Saturday. It was like yeah. cars parked the outside the door. It's that's
0: crazy. amazing. And so, okay, okay. so Cheese takes off. Stephanie Brejo's uh, article. It's like it be, it's like that scene in The Bear where they, you know, get the article and then all of a sudden all the tickets come in. Ding, ding, yep. ding, 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 ding. Exactly. They don't know what to do. So I understand, though, at some point you had to go back to Italy.
1: Yep.
2: And, Before and, and, we and ran the kitchen. Yep. In the meanwhile, because so in the
1: meanwhile we the, run a couple of months from yeah. South Pasadena. A, a professional kitchen. Found as a restaurant that was not doing great during COVID, and they needed, you know, they had an available kitchen, so we stepped in. We start paying the rent. So let's say we had an exercise of business, and that was a good learning process mm-hmm. for us because you know we understood that a cooking spot doesn't come for free, so mm-hmm. you need to manage Cover some costs. Expenses. And, you know, I had an employee at the time working with me, so I, I, we. We used it as an exercise, you know, because i always been a chef, never run a business in my life. She's been a producer, mm-hmm. never run a business in her life. So we had to, I think it organically came up. Like yeah. now I'm saying it was an exercise, but at, at the time it was like, oh my God, how do I survive? Like how do I make yeah. this happen? And now I I consider it, that was, you know, a, also a, you say, un bilancio, una... Balance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, a balance for all the all, all the costs and all the expenses that you might incur into it. And, you know, this thing breaks, that thing breaks, need to buy, you need to get. So it was a good exercise for us, for sure. So we mm-hmm. rent this kitchen, we run it for, uh, I'd say a month and a half or two months from, maybe two months from this kitchen. And then uh, we had to go back to Italy, correct? Because mainly her visa was expiring. My visa
2: was expired. So yeah. we it was about to, to- expire.
1: We had already talked to a lawyer, form all the papers to start another um, yeah to renew the visa, visa to renew the visa.
2: But but Trump closed Trump. the border.
1: Ah, in the meantime, we yeah. the got one thing that we got married. We got married.
0: It's Okay. At what point did you get married during COVID?
1: During yes. COVID, in the middle of the of. Chichester Las Vegas. Oven, it was we drive to Vegas oh. for a couple of days. We had one of those movie wedding, um, because that's. On our lawyer advice, that's the only way that she could have stayed. Yeah, because you love me. No, because oh, so we this love was, each other.
0: This yes. was a green card God. wedding is what you're saying.
2: Yes. No, yes. No. <laughs> yeah, no. We have a real wedding coming up. We, we love each other. Oh, I really was, like. Yes. Don't it do.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got okay, very, sure. Yeah, an yeah. like,
2: you know, we, Italian wedding we as well. We sped it
1: up. We sped it up to make sure oh. to be able to come back together here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I I feel like you were not alone. I'm sure a lot of people had to do that during COVID too. So people uh, do that
1: didn't even love each other.
0: So yeah, we're yeah, better. exactly. At least you guys really loved each other too, and we're gonna we're gonna and do he it proposed anyway. Proposed
2: me again, so that that's real love, you know. It was like the Italian proposal, the to, real one. Wedding, right?
0: Yeah, the real one. No, that's, real one. one.
2: Yeah. That, that's the real one. Yeah, that's the real one. It's gonna be. Next year, probably.
0: You got the American (laughs) proposal, and then you got the Italian proposal. So you got the best of both worlds, you know?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And so uh, so you
1: get married in in Vegas. You have to go back to Italy. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks because the paperwork done, the application for her. I had an O1 at the time, so she would have become an O3. Uh, Everything was filed. Everything was going going smooth. We go there with an appointment at the consulate. So we fly out knowing what day we're going to the consul and what day we're coming back. Mm-hmm. I leave with nine pairs of shorts and trunks and all of a sudden is the end of October in Italy.
0: <laughs> That's all I have. Yeah. You have to borrow some pants from somebody. Yeah,
1: definitely. And jackets. Because Italy was getting yeah, cold. It was crazy. But, you know, it was the time that Trump decided to uh, cancel or pause all the non-immigrant visas, which at the time, the O one one is a very strong visa, but unfortunately... It's non-immigrant, non-immigrant visa. visa. Yeah. And I think we we're going to change also the name of, of us. We're not going to be alien. Author, you're not going to be alien authorized Probably, to work, but it. we're going to be non-citizen yeah. authorized to work starting August 1st. I, I received an email yesterday.
2: And we have been stuck there until <laughs> until the next summer, the, the change of president. Yeah, separating. exactly. Until so Biden, wow. came was,
1: up. Yeah. Biden came up, was elected, thankfully. And, you know, he dropped all this nonsense. And Wait. So, how many them.
0: months? How many months were you? Nine that's months.
1: Nine months. Nine, wow. Eight, nine months. Eight yes. month and a half. And then you know we kept booking interviews. With the consulate they cancel on us. Booking they cancel. Booking the cancel. Until and then Biden we made up. it.
0: Well, but I wanted to ask you a question because I understand you weren't just in Italy. You know, uh, twiddling your mm. thumbs. You guys did a taco pop up in Italy. Oh yeah, right. When you were there. That's Is that right? right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you well? First Is of all. crazy? That is that is insane. How did Italians take the tacos? And what tacos did got, you do?
1: We, we sold out. We sold out a little really? bit, you know, with a lot of friends that came out. It was my hometown, so a lot of childhood friends, high school friends, people that I knew. But I think we sold like something like ninety kits. Yeah, it was good. And and the kit was like I think I think it was like twenty euros. You get three tacos. It was asada, Burrito. asada, uh, al pastor, sort of
0: and what do you mean sort of what did you do like what do you mean sort of no, al pastor? I did
1: like oven roasted i didn't do the spit
0: okay it was yeah,
1: store yeah. marinated with the pineapple pineapple juice and you know the the haji sauce to make it nice and red uh little cilantro red onion. so i marinated overnight and then i oven roasted it so it, it had al pastor flavor but not made on the spit
0: so mm-hmm. asada
1: al pastor and fried fish tacos like a cod fish taco
0: mm-hmm. and then a
1: burrito with White with beans, beans. not black beans, uh, nice. red 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 rice, and wh- whatever protein you wanted, guacamole, and a salsa. So that was the kit. So you get three yeah. tacos and a burrito for twenty dollars. That's good. It's a good deal. And uh, yeah. what what tortillas did you use? Did you find masa I mean, in Italy? No, oh, I source really good tortillas in Genova. We are lucky that we have a huge... Mercato orientale. Uh, a huge, uh, no, the Peruvian and Ecuadorian community. Oh, okay. Mm. So, pretty big Southern American, Central American community that they have specialty store. So, I mm-hmm. literally found everything I needed. I found a good corn tortillas. I found a good flour tortillas for the burrito. So, everything was for Mexico. So, everything was like yeah. imported and original. So, I found... Everything with no problem. Of course, the meat, and you know, the only thing that I struggled with was the avocados because to find them nice and ripe, it's quite still of a challenge in Italy, or it was three years ago. Now they're everywhere, but you know, people reacted very, very well. At the point that I was like, "Hey, maybe when we come back, we are going to taco shop something." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Francisco's tacos, tacos or something like that. You know, exactly. To bring, I, to, to bring what I learned and what I love from LA. To my friends, to my community, was was kind of special. I was like, you know, it's
0: cool. It it works both ways. It could because you know you come here, you bring Italian food, but going back home and showing people the things you picked up here, I'll never forget. I went back after you know probably a year or two of living in Los Angeles and made enchiladas for my for my nonna, and uh, she was like what the hell is this why is it so good i've never had <laughs> nice. this before she was just yeah. like you know she was like she didn't want to like it but she did you know
1: yeah, yeah. she was a That's little nice. you know
0: yeah <laughs> well so then you finally make it back you finally, you make, finally it back.
1: make it back eight we've, to nine months, also, months later eight nine months later we have the luck and the will that we basically found a spot mm-hmm. while we were in italy like a, an actual mm. spot, so because we were scouting already for locations. We were scouting for, you know, a little a little kitchen for us for when we come back. And so a couple of connections, I text this person. He has a spot for us, a little Kitches. back and forth. Uh, of course, a little pressure on his end. Like you got to sign in time, blah, blah, blah. You have other offers in the back. But, you know, we put what our What was hands it down. before? It was nothing for two years and a half. And funny story, it was being rented by the same people that had Mazet for the longest. Mm. They were doing some work in there, but they never they never quite got into business. And before that was well, the Jewish bar, it, it the shop, first Jewish uh... bar in Silver Lake hmm. uh, before Moon Juice. Uh, so before it's a all these other historical stuff. landmark. Yeah, it was. Well, it's a really cool
0: building. It's the it's for li- the listeners at home who haven't been. It's. That building you drive by on sunset, uh, that's white and it says Silver Lake on it too. And then underneath it says Chichi's, right?
1: Correct, yeah. correct. We found the Silver Lake thing. I looked into the history of the building a little bit, and if the data online are correct, the building was built in 1922. The little hut, and it was it, linked to a bigger structure next door, which is now a different building. The big gray one that used to be red. Mm-hmm. And the legend says there used to be a morgue when they opened, so it's a little of, of a of a dark Let's story. Let's don't say
2: that, yeah, exactly.
1: Years ago, <laughs> but it used to be the M- yeah, It's true. It's mm-hmm. LA history. We hey, have it's a sexy It's okay.
0: Shirt. the The spirits, the spirits are sending good vibes. That's all that matters, yeah. right? Oh yeah, Absolutely.
1: definitely. We got also purified by a medium <laughs> when next door gonna <laughs> when a planta opened, she came by and she did all the cleaning. <clears throat> But you know it's a, it's a really historic building, and it's I think quite of a landmark for Silver Lake people It's highly recognizable whenever I describe it. It's like, oh yeah, sure. I know exactly where it is, especially yeah. who live here who lived here for you know at least five, six years. they know exactly what it is.
0: yeah, totally. And so you had the spot and when did you open? like did you did you come did you come back and know immediately the concept?
1: We kind of did, and then mm. we took some inspiration, of course, while we were in Italy, uh, especially from Rome. We went to Roscioli, mm-hmm. and we we're like, "Okay, this is this is must be it."
2: Of course, it was um, not like it's not the it same, not like but Roscioli, it was like we kind tried of to get you
1: know the same, the same vibe, the same uh, method. At the beginning, we were starting with big lasagna trays that we portioned at the order. Mm-hmm. And then we apply the Rosholi method, which is making yeah. everything individual. After mm-hmm. flip, put down three yeah, pieces yeah, of lasagna, I was like, after, okay, that's you it. Know, <laughs> that's it. We, you know, we, that's it. We, we went as we go and, you know, it's never been easy. It is still not, it, it is not right now, but we kind of nailed down a good system that is working, yeah. is working for us.
2: And the concept as well was kind of that. We also ask each other, what do you miss Mm-hmm. about Italian like what do you because that's the question you want to sell the product that you believe in and that you would like to have
1: yeah that's it... my yeah. that's
2: my idea I mean that's my philosophy of, of,
1: because it would have been much easier to put a carbonara and a branzino with sauteed veggies on the side but that's but literally every restaurant in LA serves the yeah. same yeah. menu with the same ingredients of course we have we have burrata too right now yeah I mean, but, but we but, try to differentiate yeah. ourselves a slightly bit and try to be yeah. a little... yeah I mean
0: you don't have to do everything different, but the concept you know, but- is in and of itself different. And you are, exactly. I think, just by the fact that you don't have a fucking branzino on the menu, you know, you're kudos because you know it feels <laughs> like that's the oh, that's the national fish of Italy. You would think. I know it's insane.
2: And believe me, it's it was high. It's still like not everybody understand immediately our concept, so we need to explain the concept, which is fine for me because it's a new concept and i love to i don't want to say educate people but explain our idea Mm -hmm. of course people don't know us i don't know what's behind changes so it's nice also to explain and guide them into the concept which is something that i really love because it's a new concept for la and it's a high grade of course a lot of customers still ask for a fettuccine Alfredo, oh,
0: chicken no.
2: parm, which is, I I don't judge that kind of cuisine, but it's not Italian. It's American Italian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. it so you need to yeah. explain them, Hey, we are an Italian authentic, like non inspired. And they kind of, okay. We really okay, see, let's try.
1: We really see the difference. So it's
2: nice. Also to see are, this. We are
1: glad to be here in Silver Lake because people have traveled yeah. and people travel. And whoever does so, when they come back, they're like, mm-hmm. You're doing good. Like, mm-hmm. somebody came in the other day, they went to Liguria, they had focaccia. Yeah. And they came at Chechis, they were like, Hey, man, you're doing good. Like, this is really good compared <sighs> to Italy, compared to most yes. Italian focaccia, These are good products. And that, to me, is the best compliment that someone can do. You know, I yeah, don't want to do rocket science. I'm not trying to come up with a moon or nothing crazy, but being able to bring what's there for even who cannot travel. And, you know, yeah. they still you know, appreciate. Well, that's,
0: that's what I love about your, your spot, honestly, is that it feels so much like Italy and, it, and not in a way where it's trying to. Like, uh, for example, like Mother Wolf, right? Like you go there for dinner and it feels like the Disneyland version of Italy, you know, like yeah. it feels like it's made to look like, you know, uh, the downtown Rome or the ain't like something mm-hmm. ancient and whatnot. And even the food, it's so over the top and opulent. And I'm like, nobody's, nobody's eating like this. And Ro- this doesn't feel real. you know. I, what I
1: say about mother wolf is that the, the, the food doesn't match the environment because you're in these like pink and leather and golden chandeliers and all that. And you get a Grisha in an yeah. play
0: which is yeah great. but then you you look at the price and you're like oh, yeah, this that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. and my and my grandmother's still rolling in her grave because of that but you know then i go to <laughs> then i go to chechis and it's like you walk in and you have the i think the coffee concept is really brilliant too cuz it 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 feels very authentic with your sort of just very simple very limited like espresso concept. And that's feels real. And for people who can't go to Italy, I think going in there and getting a taste is awesome. For example, my wife still has never been to Italy, which is a big, uh, big uh, sin on my behalf. But (laughs) She's trying desperately to learn Italy, Italian. So what we do is we'll come to Chechi's uh, and we'll, you know, she'll get a suppli or I'll get an espresso, and we'll sit outside and we'll speak in Italian for you know twenty, thirty minutes, and that's our little trip to Italy for the for the for the weekend, you know. So that's uh, nice, awesome.
1: thank you. It's special yeah. that we can provide a little bit of that.
0: Well, I I thank you because you're buying me more time before I have to take her to Italy. <laughs> so.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So wait, let's talk a little, before I let you go, let's talk a little bit about Italian food in LA besides cheese, What do you think of Italian
1: food in LA? I've seen, I've seen it growing like crazy. So I've been here 10 years and my second job in town was for Terroni, mm-hmm. which at the time I considered to be a good option. And you know, was my go-to for pizza and for a simple Geppetto pasta, you know. I worked for that in Canada, I came back here so it was good. And then and then I see, you know, I saw a lot of other restaurants, you know, doing a very good job. Uh what really I don't say it pisses me off because maybe too much, but it's a little annoying that all the best Italian restaurants are not Italian owned. Mm. And oh, still... I'll
0: say it for you, it pisses me off personally, yeah,
1: but off. you don't have to say it. Yeah, and, you know, starting with with Bestia, which is incredible, delicious, fantastic, uh, Mother Wolf, Felix, Funky, uh, y- you name it. There is a f- a-, a ton. There are up in the top tens, and none of them or, or non-Italian can get out there. You know, we have okay, Providence, sure, is Italian owned, amazing, but it's not Italian food. Uh, I would say that we need more. Italian entrepreneurs that decided this city is a very good stomping ground for a very important chef. As you can see, Bottura arrived to town a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's it's good to see it. In my opinion, Italian food went up quite a lot. And at the same time, in the last couple of years, I saw this regretting trend of American Italian food. And I saw this American Italian restaurant keep pushing and keep opening, which is fine um but they're taking a little bit of the spotlight out of what's original yeah and i don't know why they're doing this i don't know because it probably sells very well
0: yeah um, it's because it's nostalgic for the people here right like the exactly. people here Which grew up fine. eating you
1: know, it's their culture mm-hmm.
0: yeah you know it's, yeah.
1: it's fine uh, i really think the pizza scene has went off the roof uh yeah. in a in the last 5 years I remember literally the only place you could get good pizza was the Zano. And now, well, the did you ever go to
0: Mother D- Mother Dough? No. Oh, no, that no. was my favorite spot. It was in uh Los Feliz, um okay. right off of Sunset. It was a little spot. I think it was called Mother Dough, and I I took everybody there. Like it was my favorite spot, pizza napoletana, and to me that was the best. <laughs> Best spot, but he closed so, after five years or something like that because he was doing it all by himself. He couldn't do it anymore, basically. Okay. So, yeah. but wow. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. We could have a whole I'll, episode on pizza. I'll pass you the ball back. The pizza that it's worth getting in LA, and it's the only pizza that I'm spent twenty five dollars, it's pizza DSA. My friend mm-hmm. Willie absolutely nails it. It's a perfect product. Uh two weeks ago, no, actually a month and a half ago before we went to Italy. We did order two pizzas from a very famous pizza shop in don't LA. Name. Two margaritas were fifty-five dollars for takeout. And not even delivered. I went to get them by myself.
0: I and they I, weren't good. I feel like we're on telepathic level here. I think I know I even know who you might be talking about. I'm not gonna say, but yeah, I don't say it. I uh I think I the, the problem is with some places is just consistency. Maybe when they come out, they're really good. But as businesses yeah. grow and they expand and stuff, it's, pizza is one of those things. Think, you've got to be on it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's hard. And honestly, when you open four locations in five years, it's, it's impossible to keep standards. I mean, not, not it's impossible to keep standards. Yeah. It's impossible to keep perfect standards. Yeah, Like, okay... If if I am making the lasagna every single day, the lasagna is gonna be like that. But if yeah. I open seven locations, I can't be in seven places at the same time. You know. And you hire me to do it; it's a problem. Yeah, because I don't uh, know how to I make it like you. Yeah, yeah. I need to simplify. Unfortunately, yeah. I you know nobody has the same level of skills, and not not everything can be learned.
0: Yeah, think, well yeah. you say I mean you say that I think there's a big difference when you go to a, an Evan Funky restaurant. And if he's in the kitchen making the cashew it versus somebody else's, there's a big difference.
1: And you can, you really? can tell. Yeah. We, we experienced mother wolf when he was at the pass. And our night was absolutely fantastic. Like we had a great time, great meal with a great company, a Roman guy. But we heard comments for after a week or two weeks. It was like, yeah, good. Pasta was a little over. Or, yeah, it's all right. You know? Was he yeah. there? No, he wasn't. So, it's, unfortunately, it's like that. And, you know, in Italy, there is Mario that cooks Taglierini al Cacio e Pepe <laughs> since forever. And Mario, once passed, uh, no more it, Mario. no more Mario. And <laughs> there is not seven Marios in, in the same city. You know, they open yeah. seven locations. Or if they do, the quality is going to go down a little bit. The taste can be great. The the service can be still amazing. But, you know, not everything has it will be the same. You know, it's in, It's honestly to me, it's almost impossible. And you see, t- today I was reading this review that it was a real bummer, honestly. You know, Nico Romito opened in Bulgari in Rome. Gambero Rosso goes there after a week they open and big cubital characters on Gambero Rosso page says, Nico, try again. Full oh. stop. Yeah, yeah they, killed, they destroyed it.
0: Listeners, is the biggest review uh, in italy and Nico pretty much. Is
1: one of the best 10 chefs in italy you know mm-hmm. that was heavy i was like damn but maybe why yeah. maybe he wanted to expand too fast maybe a number of reasons no, I, but, I
0: mean i mean but you said you know you said massimo bottura comes to los angeles right yes he comes to los angeles but it's with the gucci project it's not it's doesn't maybe have the same stamp that he has on his places in Modena and people go there expecting the Modena experience and they leave exactly. And they leave dissatisfied because they're like, wait, I I just paid $70 for what, you know? Um, And, and for one dish, by the way. So it's like, it's, there's just this balance between wanting to capitalize on your name and your and doing it while striking while the iron is hot, right? Yeah, exactly, um, Which is and maintain, Yeah, yeah. And maintaining that quality. Awesome.
1: And, you know, to be out there. If you yeah. want to do a simple concept, I take always the example of Shake Shack, uh, hmm. which I don't go, but that's a mission yeah. star chef that decided that burger was money, and he made a fantastic concept, and he's opening all over the world now. And, you yeah. know, but if you want to do something that replicable, you need to go either mono item, or just simplify like crazy. You know, you got three things, and that's it. That's all you do. The yeah. famous panzerotti shop that everybody talks about and nobody opens ever. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe we should do it together. A panzerotti I, shop. Wanted to, I wanted
0: to. I wanted to do a suple
1: truck. I think that would be yeah. that would be a thing to to do as well. Like, Let's do that. It's honestly the analytics. It's good. It's a popular. Yeah, it's item.
2: probably one of the most it's, popular
1: it's items. It's our best selling it, item it by the number.
0: Uh, you guys make a damn good one, so I have to say there's a reason. <laughs> guys, I could talk to you all day, um, and let's be honest. I You said something earlier about Roman food and not finding good one or having the best you've had recently. You come to my house. I'll make a cashew pepe. Then you'll say that was the Please. best you ever
1: had. But Okay. Look, let's uh, take it as an appointment then. It's a plan. It's nah. a
0: date. It's a date. We'll make it happen. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, for listeners who want to find you and find Chechis, where can they find you?
2: 2813 West Sunset Boulevard, Los Angeles, 90026 Silver Lake.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the address. And how about on the internet? Do you guys have Instagram or anything yes. like that?
1: Yeah, we do have Instagram. It's uh, underscore underscore gastronomia. On our website www.chechisoven.com, we kept that as our incubator of idea as back in the days. So find Chechis, Google Chechis. Uh, it's also our good friends party rentals up in the West Side. But it's, not, <laughs> it's not us. Chechis gastronomia. We are online. You can order for, for to go as well on Chow Now or through our website. You can call us. You can come by. For now, we are running. Tuesday through Sunday 8 to 3. Uh hopefully soon we're going to drop off some dinner hours as well for takeout. So lasagna up to up to 9:30 in in the evening.
0: Well, that <laughs> sounds like a plan to me. Uh well, Francesca, Francesca, it's been an absolute pleasure. Congratulations on all your success. You, Congratulations man. on your upcoming your baby boy, Chase, we'll call him.
1: And thank you for for your time. Thank you for asking the Beautiful question that you did. You really wanted to know who we are and where we are com- we're coming from, and I think we got we got out a very good message. So thank you, Luca, for you know asking the good questions.
0: You're welcome. Thank I don't you. worry. I'll edit out. I'll edit out all the parts where you guys seemed like assholes. I'll, I promise. I'll do that.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and also a little a little <laughs> info for our listeners and if whoever listen to your podcast, we will be taking part for the first time this year. Ninety nine percent confirm the taste of Italy uh, in downtown hmm. LA in the little piazza that is organized by the Chamber of Commerce and the consulate. They invited us. Uh, we said, why not? It would be cool. I saw a bunch of good names of the Italian restaurant business. Went there before. It might be a good opportunity for us to, you know, to hang out with Italians and to, to show our product to the community. So if you're around, it's a good night. Drinks, a lot of wine, a lot of food, live music. Uh you don't have, have you don't have to tell me
0: twice. You don't have to tell me twice, but li- listeners, if you it, taste of Italy, remember the name, look it up and uh and Italy we'll...
1: September twenty sixth or twenty seventh, so in right. about a couple of months. Yeah,
2: let's okay. I, I don't remember It's <laughs> So
0: it, bad like Francesco's like, like, I'm not so
1: sure. Let's 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 talk about this later. Let's
2: just say Taste of Italy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mama <laughs> brain.
1: We will be there, so it's gonna be fun. Most likely we'll bring the souply, so
0: oh shit okay well oh, we shit. will uh we will put the uh link if there is a link we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> but uh in the meantime Francesco, Francesca, francesca a voi and uh grazie, i'm sure know. we'll see you soon
1: absolutely come by anytime we're there most of the times
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the L.A. Food Podcast. Thanks to our guests, Francesco and Francesca, for coming on the pod today. And what are you doing if you haven't been to Chishis yet? Go. Go get yourself an espresso, a pastry, a supli. Uh, you know, move in. Do whatever you have to do. And if you like what you heard today on the podcast, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating, a review, subscribe if you should be so inclined, and uh, as far as we go, we'll be back next week with another episode. And if you're looking for me in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and threads at the LA Countdown. That's T H E L A C O U N T D O W N. And you can also find us on Instagram at the LA Food Pod. That's L A F O O D P O D.